Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Hello, mystics and masters in the making. It's time once again for the open door. I I say that every week, and I think we need a jingle. Well, (laughs) (laughs) it's open door time. Let's get Sid to sing. I remember the the Gillette song. No, no, no. No. The Burma Shave. (laughs) Anyway, uh, lest we forget, this is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. And gentlemen, I hope you're braced for another trip into the uh, light stream of God's consciousness. I'm excited. <laughs> Me yeah. too. Yeah, it's good. You know, um, we're all being watched. Not right now on the radio, of course, but in, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. <laughs> now, you know, in our lives, um, what we do is observed by people. If we're kind, if we're compassionate, if we're forgiving, if we're merciful, if we're graceful, you know, and people notice and one of the things about being in the teachings of the Ascended Masters is that we are dealing constantly with how we apply those teachings, how we basically put them on like a jacket or a coat. So I want to kind of start the show today because the title of today's show is Be the Light, Others Will Follow. And I don't mean to put the onus on anybody, our listening audience and even ourselves, to think that we have this ironclad accountability. I mean, the thing is that we are doing the best we can all the time. But people do notice, and we've said but it, before. It's an awareness, Tom. It's being aware that what we do matters. Well, it does, and I think that you know we said this before, and not facetiously, that you see somebody do something like something kind, you say, "I want some of what she has." Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of just think. Or it's that pay it forward. I think. Concept. Well, it's just being inspired by other people's actions, and you know that's what we're here to do. In part, is to show people what this path looks like. And and the other side of that coin is when we compromise. Uh, we're kind of sending a message, too. Both ways, yeah. Yeah. And my mother used to say, if you can't say anything kind about somebody, don't say anything at all. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that's kind of the same thing. You know, Be a good example to well, any, anyone around you. And leading by example doesn't mean that we're looking at just the big things. This is everything. Mm-hmm. It's 24-7. There's no time out for good behavior. <laughs> well, I think, too, Tom, and I think part of this discussion we hear Mrs. Prophet's excerpt today when she talks is that leadership is all of our jobs. It's, In other words, it's not just the person... You know, the chairman of the board, so to speak. It's everybody has <laughs> has a re- leadership accountability because we lead by the example we set. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there are many standing in line behind us, for instance, you know, on this path of evolution. And so we have to do the right thing so that they fall into line with the right thing. Well, you know, one of the reasons, perhaps, <laughs> not perhaps, why we keep coming back is that we keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Right. And then we're given opportunities to get it right. And maybe we do a little better each time. But our our goal is not to perfect the human. It's to become divine. And there's a different level of perfection altogether. We talked about this before the show today. That we're not talking about perfecting our mannerisms as a human being, but rather letting go of all those human things and becoming masterful in a divine sense. Exactly. And I think it's an understanding of, you know, and I, I think it's Zen to me. In other words, <clears throat> we're not perfecting the human, but we have to be able to control the Because otherwise, <laughs> the human controls us. It's a right. very simple statement of fact. That's well said. So we put on the Christ um, 
to displace the human, but if the human is re- ruling supreme in our consciousness, it's, there's no room for the Christ. And so it's it's that we're not perfecting anything. We're, we're getting control and mastery, which is a key to spiritual progress. You know, I, I heard something this week that, that kind of distressed me, that there's a certain element uh, that are saying now that uh, merit-based education is wrong. In other words, you can't reward people for doing better than than other people. Oh no! Oh, and and, and of course, this is the whole path of chelaship on the ascended masters is is succeeding yourself and coming up higher, so others may follow you. So it's the dumbing down of America, and we've heard that phrase. And I don't know if the rest of this world is being dumbed down like America is, but it's so lowering the standards of everything that nobody exceeds at anything. Oh my God! And so we need to understand that we are expected to exceed. We are expected to to be. Uh, demonstrate God working through us, <clears throat> excuse me, to accomplish certain things on this planet, not at a human level, but at a spiritual level. And so we do understand that there is, there are people of greater attainment than us, Tom. I know that may come as a shock to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but there are people, there's always going to be people ahead of us on the spiritual path, and there'll always be people behind us, so to speak, not us, but just anyone on the path. And so, as we heard last week, Mrs. Prophet said she was even considering not taking her ascension after this embodiment. Right. And she said, I, w- I was told if I don't take it, others will lose their opportunity because, you know, yeah, yeah, the coattail and, and, and making room for the next group to come up. So, we have to understand that, that we have this individual accountability and leadership. And it's leadership at the level of the Christ, not at the level of the human. I mean, and I can't remember it's in the excerpt lesson here today, but Mrs. Prophet talks about all the meetings that go on ad infinitum (laughs) in organizations and governments and everything trying to resolve problems. And things just don't get solved. You know, they just don't because they're not bringing in the whole concept of the Christ and the divine solution for things, which may not be, quote unquote, humanly perfect, but are very practical and very real. And that's, you know... uh, if I missed an interject here, one of the things that appealed to me so much about the teachings of the Senate Masters was the practicality of it. Exactly. In other words, it wasn't just meditating on a lily unfolded. I was never very good at that, and I'm not <laughs> sure I'm still any good at that. Some people have a much greater mastery at that. But, you know, how do I meet? You know, I remember when I was younger, you know, I ate too many tortilla chips, okay? That's where my life was at. So, you know, how do I yeah. deal with these habits? But, but what kind of salsa did you put on them? <laughs> That's the key right there. That's the key. You know, so 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 what was I talking about? I kind of lost <laughs> my train of thought. <laughs> you know, the practicality of yeah. the Ascended yeah. Master's yeah. teachings. Wherever you are, whatever your karma, whatever your challenges, they'll meet you where you're at. And they've got a solution and a key um, to that next step on the path for you. And that's what I love about this path. And And... If I may go on one more moment, uh, I will whether you allow me or not. Go ahead. You know, I used to watch the news, and and even back when I was growing up, it wasn't that good. You know, and feeling this sense of frustration. What you know? What can I do? I'm one person. What can I? What difference can I possibly make on this planet? And you understand that the teachings of the Santa Masters, the use, the science of the spoken word, drawing down God's light in this planet, changes things on this planet. So you, as a quote unquote one individual in a in a mass a sea of humanity can make a huge difference on this planet. So again, the practicality of the teachings of the Ascended Masters, which in my mind are saying, wow, I need more of this. I want to understand this. I want to bring it in my life. And leadership, which we're talking about today, is an example of how you can bring that light and the teachings not only into your life, but the people around you. Well, and I think that it begs the question of what we perceive when we hear the word, keyword leadership, seems to be an external uh, exhibition. But in fact, leadership is also very internal. 
leadership's invisible in many respects because we're trying to marshal our own forces, lead ourselves through the minefield of our own psychology. Exactly. You know? <clears throat> you know, if we can't gain mastery over our own psychology and our patterns of behaviors, how can we hold the light of the Christ in our being? Because it would always be subject to this human Whatever it is, miasma, the sorcerer's apprentice. Now, that doesn't mean you never make a mistake. Oh. Obviously, we all make mistakes. Mrs. Provin made mistakes. She says that openly. You know, she did her best every day, too. And so, this is the path we walk of practicality. And, you know, trying to draw down this light will change things. It's not the human mind. We haven't solved any problem with the human mind on this planet, no. except perhaps, you know, how to make an engine work or something. You know, even that, <laughs> I think, has the, the Christic consciousness in it. So we have to choose who, how we're going to demonstrate leadership and who are the leaders we're going to follow. Because there's a very clear choice on this planet between following the spiritual leaders, the level of the Christ, the example and the standards they take, or the fallen angels. The fallen angels is a much quicker path to power. If you want to give up your soul to the fallen angels, you can get power much more quickly on this planet because you won't need attainment. Whereas God will only give you that power, that spiritual power, as your attainment demonstrates and warrants. So well, you know, it's kind of scary. I think that the discernment required to tell the difference is often bit left begging. I mean, I think we talked about this in previous programs that it's learning how to recognize the truth, how to recognize the true light in a field where a lot of compromise is being made and a lot of error is being made. So we've got to be really careful. Well, it takes discernment, which again is one of the most, is the, I think, the most important gift of the Holy Spirit. You, you can't just judge by people's words. They'll say the right thing. They'll smile and say the right thing. We have to be able to discern vibration and where the truth and the light is and which we choose to follow. Well, there's a, there's a sense within the soul that, you know, your soul basically knows what's going on. I mean, they talk about the, uh, the gut feeling. When, yeah. you, when you meet somebody, they might be smiling and saying all the right words, but there's a gut feeling that there's something not right here, yeah. you know. And so you have to listen to that still small and, and voice. And it's not being the judge of people. No. It's being, understand the equations of light and darkness we're dealing with on this planet. And so who do we want to hitch our star to? I think that is the key concept of leadership. We want to demonstrate that leadership in us that will help others. Well, wh how we demonstrate it is going to determine who we, who we hook our star to. And people with good intentions have gotten tied to the fallen angels. I mean, we all have another embodiment. So we've, we've believed the lie, okay, because we hadn't had that discernment to see the difference. Well, we're wiser now. But... You know, we want to make sure we're hooking our, our stars, so to speak, to those that can take us where we really want to go and not just take us for our light. Well, would, isn't the, the road to hell or perdition paved with good intentions? <laughs> I mean, it, we, it's been said for a reason. But I'm going back to something you said a moment ago, too, and it's been said by many that before we can lead others, we have to lead ourselves. Mm -hmm. To demonstrate that personal leadership is, again, it's a question of mastery. And uh, another key word here is balance. That when you get on that path, sometimes it's easy to go a little bit too far too fast. You can kind of get ahead of yourself. Yeah. So you want to make sure that your pace is as practical as your teachings are practical and as your application of the tools is practical. Well, it's, it's, you, you move at the pace that is real for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. In other words, well, I found these wonderful teachings, you know, in six months I should be walking around the earth the Christ had one, you know. I mean, that's right. a nice thought. And lose 30 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice thought. But let's be realistic about it's taken us a long time to get this point. And not that, you know, we have to hold ourselves back. But, again, be practical and balanced and, and so forth. And, and, you know, be the example 
that others want to follow. And I think for me, when I found these teachings and I looked around and saw people, I said, you know, they've got something that I want. Yep. I'm not sure what it is, but I know it's something I want. There's something that, that resonates within me. And even the teachings that sent on masters, I mean, I didn't understand them initially, obviously. And, and, but there was a vibration there. Yeah. There was something there that resonated within me that said, this is the way. Figure out how to make it a part of your life. And, you know, and that is, thank you, uh, Sid, because that is exactly the thesis of today's program, is that you recognize goodness, you recognize the, the truth, you recognize the Christ, and as you learn or yearn to exhibit it yourself, you look for examples of people who have done it. The Ascended Masters have said, here's the example. We've done it. We've been where you are. We know what you think. We know what you've done. We've, we, there's nothing you can think of or conceive of that we haven't already done ourselves. So we know what it's like. So the practicality of this path is based on experience, not just high ideals. Yeah. You know, so it's walking the path. Sometimes it seems like you're trudging. And occasionally it's your Well, leaving. it is. You know, this is, you know, the path, path is the path. You know, there are <laughs> ups and downs. And that's okay. You know, that's how we gain mastery. Yeah, well, leadership takes discipline and the practice of the Ascended Master's discipline does not conform to human consciousness. And what do we mean by that? Well, stay tuned. We'll be back with an answer in a moment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back, and today on The Open Door, we're talking about leading by example. This is our focus. It's on leadership, and leadership, of course, leads to uh, correct leadership, that is, leads to enlightenment. And enlightenment is a process of exchanging the human for the divine. And if we're serious about our ascension and making our ascension soon, shedding our human consciousness and awareness is imperative. So without any further ado, jump right into the middle of a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Here goes. Now, you have come to the place of the drumbeat where the mother exacts the price of the discipline. Unfortunately, or fortunately, the discipline always goes counter to uh, the human consciousness of right and wrong and of oneself. And it is at that point where we switch from the call and from the, the light, the intense light that we bask in, which is our refreshing experience in the light of God. When we have to make the transition to the discipline of the mother, this is where souls are lost and this is where souls leave the path out of a sense of injustice that the disciplines of the path are not what they are supposed to be. And of course, if the human consciousness is going to receive the disciplines that will make of it the divine consciousness, these obviously are going to have to be counter to the awareness that is human because the human does not become divine. Write that down. The human can never become divine. The human is exchanged for the divine. The human may think it's becoming divine, but it's impossible. It's a misnomer, any more than the teacup could contain the ocean. So your human self is really not evolving toward divinity. It is evolving uh, in the sense that it is, it is uh, dissolving. So as the human decreases, the divine increases, and that is what it is. Some of you have worked for it for thousands of years, and some of you have walked in and claimed the victory on the very day. And uh, that's the parable of Jesus. The same wage goes to those who've been working since early morning as those who come in the 11th hour, because God wants all to have salvation. So here we are. We must analyze now what must be done. What I would like to talk to you about then is leadership because we need more of it. We have tremendous workers and we have tremendous leaders and we also have a share of, of rebels. And that is where human leadership lies today in the world. You find that the people who have power on the first ray and the fourth ray uh, also have allowed that power to give them that human pride which goes before the fall of any leader and the concept, I can do no wrong, and therefore I can, I can compromise the law, I can be immoral or amoral, and I will get away with it because I have power, I have charisma, I have personality, and uh, you know it doesn't matter what I do. And so you have all of the blackmailing that goes on uh, by communists of Western capitalists and, and uh, so forth. So there are dangers, great dangers in the question of leadership, pitfalls, to souls, and yet without the, the leadership, there is no movement. There's absolutely no movement, no rallying focal point. We find in America that we have more leadership, but our leadership is sparse because of the infiltration of our education. 
And I want you to know that I see this organization and this university as a crucible for people coming from all over the world, from every country, for training in leadership. And so that these people can go back to their respective nations and lead the people into the light. Now, I tell you this with all humility and all self-effacement, that God has placed within my heart the full mandala, the full sphere of consciousness to initiate you in leadership. It is here and it waits for you to tap it and for you to submit to the initiations whereby you can put on that power that was accorded to Christ at the conclusion of his mission. And the mantle of leadership can be dropped upon you, but I will never, never compromise because this flame is the flame of the living God and it cannot be compromised. And I want you to know that people challenge me. They put me through all kinds of uh, harassment as well as condemnation, as well as organizing themselves in gossip, in, in betrayal, in all kinds of little things just because they cannot get this power from me because I will not give them the power because they have not passed their tests and because I will not compromise the law. And I could talk to you for days about these incidences of people that I have to deal with all over the world in every continent who are challenging me for this power, who come to me with unlimited sums of money to lay at my feet if I will simply give them this power. And we are what we are today, small but very powerful because we have never compromised. And it's a very funny thing that, that uh, other people who have had the opportunity to stand where we stand have been corrupted on this point. The leaders of the churches and the leaders in government, they have always felt that they had to compromise the standard. And you never have to because God is the power. And God is the authority. And He is the control. And no matter what people threaten, and they've threatened me with death. No matter what they threaten, when you refuse to budge an inch, then God is your total being and they cannot pass. Even if it comes to Jesus' uh, uh, crucifixion on the cross, he is resurrected. It's like uh, Obi-Ben Kenobi. He says, if you kill me, Darth, I will only gain more power. And so uh, he feigns death, but actually he, you know, if we look at it from the Ascended Master Law kind of view, you know, he dissolves himself, leaves his garment there, goes into supposedly the Ascended Master Consciousness and directs the destruction, the total destruction of, of the platform for uh, the evolution of the, the fallen ones in the, the Galactic Empire. So it's, it's illustrated all over the place, and yet people, people have not learned the lessons. Why haven't they learned the lessons? Leadership is a question of the perfect balance of Alpha and Omega. And we know about the planes of spirit and matter, and they always seem to have a point of division. And you have to constantly remember that as we speak, they are in polarity, and really they are one. I am Alpha and Omega. You are Alpha and Omega. But for understanding ourselves in time and space, we talk about them separately because they are a polarization. And... We are a polarization, and we are given at birth the charge of our masculine or feminine incarnation to our picture of this, this polarity. The problem with all leadership in the world, it's a very amazing problem, and it's, it's funny about the teachings of the mother. 
The teachings of the mother are the teachings of the cosmic virgin, the universal presence of the mother flame. I am not the, the source of this teaching. When I say the teachings of the mother, I want you to know that. It is the universal presence of the mother, but until it is spoken, until we see it, until we hear it, we don't get it. And yet the moment it is spoken, it is so simple that we are inclined to think that we always knew it. Well, we really did always know it, but at the subconscious or the inner white fire core level. So here is Alpha, who represents this tremendous sphere of white fire energy, a very intense manifestation of God who can be contacted as a person within you and within the great central sun, within your own mighty I Am presence. The presence of God is the source of leadership. God is the leader of the universe. There are many imposters, but he is the leader of the universe. And he has set in motion his blueprint, his diagram, all that is necessary. He has projected upon Akasha all of the events that are to take place, just like a series of slides until the whole victory. Ritual is the great design of our lawgiver and of our leader. By ritual, we can go over all of the steps that we have walked that have put us farther and farther and farther, rings and rings and rings away from the central sun until we're so far from the great central sun. Have you ever thought about it? We can't even see it. You realize that? It's only a memory. It's only an inner experience. How do we get this far in the universe away from the great central sun? Rebellion. Karma. Our karma separates us from the great central sun. And if you can think of any greater curse, we don't even see our source. We have to attune with it within. We're so accustomed to it that it's, you know, we don't even think about the fact that what a great loss this is. Can you imagine the first life waves who suddenly realized that they were banished so far from the center of God's being that they could no longer visually contact? And so a lesser son was given to them out of the mercy of the great law. And Bodhisattvas, Helios and Vesta, agreed to sustain that presence until we could get back to our source. So ritual means the process of initiation whereby we go through our karma, we're willing to transmute it, we go through it by service and by decree, by decrees, by the science of the spoken word, and the more karma we balance, the closer we get to the great central sun. So God does not preempt his laws, and therefore there is that requirement. Leadership is getting as close to your source as you can get and then making that source practical. Uh, you know, I kind of want to draw a circle around this because I think it's very central to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show today. That is that the, the presence of God is the source of all leadership. And so the formula for effective leadership would be tune into that source, uh, be consistent in the application of ascended master principles, and be practical. And uh, I think that's one summation anyway, what do you think? Well, I agree with that, Tom, and I would add something, realizing that God is the doer, because I think where yeah. where people get into trouble, where they think, oh, you know, um, is it God in me that's doing this, or am I doing this? <laughs> and if you're tuning into God, it's God doing it, let's yeah. face it. And so I think that's that's one danger, is in, and we've talked in the past, you know, Napoleon was sponsored by the, by the Ascended Masters, and you think, well, how could the, why did this guy get sponsored? Well, the idea was to <laughs> unite Europe. Right. much as the United States. But he started thinking he was the one that was the doer instead of God. And so 
big he, mistake. His with sponsorship got withdrawn, and of course, he had his Waterloo. Indeed, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So banished to uh, to an isle, right? Elba. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, um, let's take a break right now. We'll come back and continue our discussion about becoming the light, being a leader in the light, and following the masters. Stay with us. Back in a moment. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back again. Um, Today on The Open Door, we're talking about being the light that others will follow. And of course, that really means translated that we lead by example. And there's really no room for compromise. This is something that is essentially 24-7. Um, is it fair? I mean, we're, is it fair to be under the microscope all the time? Well, you just set your sail, you know. <laughs> Once you've decided on this path, then you set your sail there. And things will come along, but, you know, you'll things will correct as you go. You know, if you're used to telling... Dirty stories in the bar, start telling clean stories. You know, there's angelic humor. You know, just, <laughs> just change your ways, you know. Start somewhere. Start somewhere. You know, I, I think yeah, of I agree. who do we remember in history? And I, 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 again, I'll go back to Thomas More. 
and if it, most people have seen the movie A Man for All Seasons. If you've never seen it, you definitely need to see it. Yeah. Because here was a person that didn't compromise. He was very practical. He was looking for a way out of his dilemma. He, he didn't consider himself a martyr. He was continually seeking a way that he could get out of this mess without compromising who he was and the standard he set. And, of course, there was no way out of it because Henry would not allow him to have a way out. Yeah. And so, um, and I think as, as uh, Thomas More said to that individual, I can't remember the name of it, that betrayed him in the end. He said, the only difference between you and me is that I'll meet, I'll meet our Savior before you. In other words, he was going to get us beheaded. But really, what's the difference, you know? Mm. And because he took a stand for integrity and truth, he is remembered as the man for all seasons. He has impacted millions of people by that one life. And so you can see how, and he wasn't a fanatic. He was not a fanatic or self-righteous in any way. He was the opposite of that. He was always looking for the solution. And so when we take the standard not to compromise, it doesn't mean that we're holier than thou or we don't look for divine solutions and so forth. It just means that we have decided to cast our lot with the immortals. And we have a song that says that (laughs) with the vibration of the ascended masters, because they are one with God. In other words, we're not going to compromise and take on the ways of the world for temporal power. It's temporal. Yes. Whether it's a million years is still temporal. And so, for eternal life and life with God and, and, you know, the joys that God has in store for those that love him uh, in the Bible, it talks about, uh, it's not worth compromising. Mm-hmm. It, it is worth losing position or power or, you know, the approval of the masses or whatever it is. I mean, we need to be concerned if God approves us. Yeah. Are we pleasing God? Not are we pleasing other people? And of course, you know, we have our responsibilities in day-to-day life. So I think as we're talking about leadership here, we look at a little different context and say the leader of, of governments or the leaders of churches or mm-hmm. whatever. It's the leadership of souls, beginning with our soul and our way of life. You know, and as we say many, many times, when we're talking about the, the arduousness, the occasional arduousness of this path. We recognize that anything worth doing is going to require some effort. But we don't want to give you the impression that it's going to be so onerous that it's like being in prison. There's a joyful part of this path that this is liberating. And that, uh, what is that, uh, do not tire in well-doing? I may not have that quote exactly right. Yeah. But, you know, that when you, the reward for service is more service. You probably heard that before. And that as we're going down this path, or up this path, I should say, that it's going to take us a little bit of effort now and then. It's going to require us to do things that maybe are going to be challenging our comfort zone. We may realize we're not getting much time off for good behavior, that we've got to be on more or less, you know, all the time. But it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Well, we have to decide, you know, first of all, who are we? You know, I mean, (laughs) that's a pretty basic question. If I am a son of God or if you're a daughter of God or whatever, that changes everything. Means there's mm-hmm. a divine plan for you. It means you have the presence of God within you, the presence of Christ, the threefold flame, the kingdom of God is within you. And so if it's there, that should be a factor in how we live our lives. In other words, we're not just evolved pond scum, you know, <laughs> right. and therefore get it while you can get it in, eat, drink, and be merry, and so on and so forth. And that's, that's not the consciousness of the sons and daughters of God or the children of the light. And if we have this light within us, then we live, we honor that light. What does God have in store for us? Where yeah. does he want me to go? And of course, this is what, why Jesus came to set the example, not as the exception, but as the rule. The rule. There is a path. He walked the path because he walked in and was victorious. 
we can walk in and be victorious. You know, there's there's a pitfall here that we've spoken of before, maybe good to bring it up again, and that is that occasionally, maybe not occasionally, maybe often, people have an expectation of reward. I'm doing all this good, Lord, look at me, look how good I am, where's my reward? And of course, the reward is laid up in heaven. It is not something you're going to get, it's not going to be laid at your lap in this physical octave, but it's a temptation to believe that you're deserving of some kind of a pat on the back. You may not get it. Well, you can get your reward in this octave. Well, you know, I mean, the Tom Schumacher <laughs> wing of the hospital or something. You oh, know? yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are ways to get reward in this world. But why? what has this world got to offer me, yeah. you know, other than pain and suffering? And, you know, been there, done that. But what I'm, I guess the point I want to make is that the desire for the reward can take us off the path. Right. We feel that we're, we're overdue, I guess, in our, that, that pat on the back, that little pat on the head. Says, and, of course, Good the boy. reward is the service. Exactly Mother right. Mother Teresa, love until it hurts, you know. <laughs> and then keep doing it. Her reinforcement was her ability to give love. Because when she gave love, the love went through her being. And I think, you know, I mean, Mrs. Prophet said to my wife and I once, you know, the path uh, to, to happiness is, is, is outreach, is sharing the teachings. Because when you share the teachings, the light flows through your chakras. And the light of God, of course, is great joy and great love and great happiness. So that's the reward, so to speak. And plus, you know, we're trying to, to set our books right. We've got some debts, you know, <laughs> yes. and it, we got to pay them back. That's the law. Okay, we accept that. You know, we're not sinners by nature. Yes, we have sinned. Yes, we've made mistakes. Yes, we've made karma. But if God is in me, how can I be a sinner by nature? God is not a sinner. I mean, that's ridiculous. I know. Well, so, and and there's, forgive me interrupting you, but that's one of the things that I think is very central is that when you say I am, you're saying God in me is. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I hang, I, I love Christians, you know. I mean, I'm a Christian, but I mean, <laughs> what's hard for me is when they say, you know, they, they, they get the term, but I know I'm a sinner. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, you've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. Let's deal with it and move on, okay? How can God in me be a sinner? It doesn't make sense. You know, we misuse God's energy. Well, we're going to fix that. We're going to balance that karma with his help, with the violet flame, and then we're going to move on to do what, you know, what is our mission in life? Remember, you have a unique mission in life. There's no one else in cosmos that has the mission God has given you. And if we don't fulfill our individual mission, how can we have a golden age on this planet? Indeed. You know, I was also thinking that as we're watching people be good, we said at the outside that, you know, we, we want people, we want to lead by example. We want people to say, as you said earlier, Sid, I want some of what he has. Well, if they also recognize the fact that what we're doing here is we're acting, when we're being kind and gracious, we're maybe balancing our karma because those opportunities that we're given to do just that, to say the kind word, do the good thing, are perhaps opportunities that have come again for us to do something we didn't do before. Exactly. So that if somebody recognizes not only and are inspired by the quality of our act, they're also inspired by our ability gracefully to balance our karma. Well, and, and also we <laughs> want to embody the qualities of God. Kindness yeah. is a quality of God. You know, and I love the quote from El Moria, and he said, kind words heal. <laughs> I mean, just think of the, the depth of that station. Yeah. We're all at a certain level of pain. You know, and, and kind words will, will soothe that. Not unrealistic words, but kind words. You know, I, I acknowledge that God is in you. I acknowledge that you're in pain for whatever reason, you know. And so I want to be kind to you. I'm not going to take away from you your initiation or your opportunity to learn or grow from this, but I can still be kind. And I'm not going to mollycoddle your human nature either. 
you're going to continue to recognize that what you're seeing there is a manifestation of the Christ. Most yeah. of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the it was time. like husband and wife, you know. <laughs> I mean, you gotta you gotta find a way to work together, right? <laughs> you know. And if you have the common goal, you're going to get there, and and not compromising either. Yeah, but you know, love is is a is a wonderful, uh, you know, proving ground. Well, it is, you know. And, and I think that, and this is the center masters are looking are not looking for human perfection. No, fortunately, my wife is not looking for human perfection <laughs> in me either, which is a good thing. But what's the set of the sale? And there's a teaching that Mrs. Prophet gives later in this lecture, which I love, and talks about perfection. And, and we'll play that in a couple of weeks. Okay. Well, can I still tell about it? You can. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in other words, there are things that the masters works that people bring forth that are considered perfect by the masters. Now they're not perfect in the in the in the human sense of being perfect, but they've been endowed with a flame, the flame of God, and therefore they hold that vibration of perfection, even though it may not be physical perfection. I mean, the beauty of God, I mean, you can look at, 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 I mean, women, you know, people, men and women both, they carry different vibrations, and there is a certain vibration that, um, I don't know why I say this diplomatically. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. (laughs) You know, let me put it this way. There are women that embody that light of the divine mother. Yes. And it's so appealing because it's it's the presence of God with them. And you know, that's what whether you're a man or a woman, you want to embody that 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 presence. Not again, not a human perfection. Mrs. Prophet made a lot of mistakes, okay, like we all do. Mm-hmm. But she had that flame within her because she had paid the price in terms of her own path and her disciplines that she was able to hold that light and hold it without misusing it. You know, um I I think you said that very well, by the way. And I think one of the things that we heard in that lecture excerpt was about balance, about the alpha, the father flame, and the omega, the mother flame. That it isn't just one or the other, it's both. And that we, we are, one of our goals is to find that balance of the alpha and the omega and to exhibit that balance in a way that is appealing to our soul as well as to the souls of others who are looking for that key. Well, it's like the search for our twin flames. Well, your twin flame may be living across town, but if you don't, you know, you have to, to to have that certain presence or vibration to draw that twin flame. In other words, in other words, you can't mismatch things. One soul may be so far behind the other; it wouldn't make sense for them to get together because sure. neither would be better off. Right. And so, you want to 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 get to that point when your existence or your path, where you have that light and the presence to magnetize your twin flame. Indeed. And if you do, you'll you'll guaranteed you'll get together. We and and you know you said something earlier, and I want to I want to uh, remind people that uh, or tell people if you've heard it for the first time that this is one of the reasons one of the reasons that Mother Mary came to Elizabeth Clare Prophet and released the New Age Rosary was to restate that certain thing: pray for us sinners uh, into pray for us sons and daughters of God, not now at the hour of our death, but now and at the hour of our victory over sin, disease, and death. Yeah. And I want to encourage people to take up this uh, New Age Rosary. Uh, we have that as a product. We on, do, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's available. So, I'm so glad you made that point because it's a consciousness. It's a different. God in me is worthy of holding the light of the Divine Mother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is a key to freedom, liberty, yeah. transcendence, ascension. And it'll change your whole vibration. And then you become you become the light that others will follow. Exactly, which is a nice segue. <laughs> We've got one more break to go, and we're going to come into that right now. But at the end of this break, we'll come back for our final segment and our closing comments on Be the Light That Others Will Follow. Please stay with us.
success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back again. Thank you all so much for staying with us. It is our pleasure and our privilege to be sharing this information with you because we're all one. You know, we're all part of the same light, the same light of God. And one of the things that we strive to impress upon everybody who we talk to about this, whether it's on this show or just in person, is that the nature of the teachings that we espouse, the Ascended Master teachings, are practical. They're not too hard. They're not too high. Well, in one respect they are, of course, but in terms of out of reach, they're not. They're available to you right here, right now. The source is God. God is the doer. These teachings are practical and applicable in anybody's life. You know, I, I was thinking... Tom, you know, put yourself in the position of the ascended masters, okay? You've passed your test, you've made your ascension, you know what works, yeah. <laughs> you know what doesn't work, and because you're ascended, you have obviously a much greater knowledge, understanding, and so forth, and you look at planet Earth, or any planet for that matter, in cosmos, and because of free will, and again, our situation on planet Earth is because of the collective exercise of free will upon this planet, and not to mention us giving... Uh, time and space to the fallen angels who've embodied here. So how do you convince people? How do you convey to them? And of course, what the fallen angels have done is they've sought to gain control of the educational systems. Because if nothing else, to distract people from who they are. Uh, When you think about it, you can give them a lie or you can take them away from the truth. And both are effective, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I think what the master's, I wouldn't presume, but my understanding of what they want people to understand is you know, we have to choose our path for us. And our choices, because of free will, will determine what we will have or not have in our lives. And so they want us to make educated decisions. I guess that might be a way. You know, we make yeah. educated decisions about our health, you know. I'm going to give up this or not do that or whatever. And so they want us to make educated decisions that we know who we are, we know our potential, and then God honors free will and they honor free will as well. But I think what one of the burdens the Ascended Masters might have is that people, because they don't have the knowledge of the choices, they're not making right decisions. In other words, like you said, they may have good intentions. And the light bearers on this planet do have good intentions. That's who they are, by definition. But if they're not fed the truth, and they're given the lies, 
that the fallen angels have perpetrated throughout our society, you know, and go along with me and we'll make you rich and whatever you want, you know, and so forth, then it's hard for the soul to make the right decision. And then you have the Church of Jesus Christ, who is the greatest living example of the path of personal Christhood, and his mission has been compromised by this fact that he's the exception to the rule and that we're sinners by nature. Yeah. So you can see, I mean, we have to have compassion on our souls because for so long we haven't been told the truth. And I think what, what changes this situation and this time and place, we have the freedom of religion, the freedom to exchange ideas, the freedom to hear the truth, and if we choose to act upon it. And so we don't have the challenge we've had in other bodies where we haven't even known the truth or didn't have the violet flame. Everything is in place for us to make use of if we're willing to make that choice. And so leadership is important not only for ourselves, and as you, I think, or Terry or Tom had mentioned, you know, we have to begin by leading ourselves yes. and not allowing ourselves to be dominated by these patterns of anger, resentment, hatred, whatever it is that takes us away. And then our example, even if it's a quiet example, you don't have to be named the leader of anything to be an example of leadership on this planet. It is the set of your sail. It is the vibration in your aura. People yeah. will respond to that. If you have integrity, if you have honor, I was visiting someone uh, recently and we talked about, uh, he had a business and we talked about integrity in business. And this guy, I love him because he has integrity and I'm sure it's cost him some sales oh, yeah. for what he does. But, you know, he's an example. And, and so, whoever you are, be that example in vibration, and that's leadership. And understand that we are leaders not only of our own souls, but in our families, in our churches, in our schools, and wherever we are, we set that example. So you are a leader. Yeah. So the question is, how do we want to lead? We want to lead people to compromise and saying, oh, you know, surely you shall not die, as, <laughs> as you know, the serpent said to Adam Dream. and Eve. <laughs> yeah, surely you shall not die. You know, what's, you know, what's the big deal, so to speak? No, this is my temple is the temple of the living God, and I'm not going to take substance in there that I know is wrong and takes me from God. Yeah. You know, one of the things that is taken away from us through the educational systems that we've been exposed to is our ability to think critically. Um, one of the lessons that he masters that is kind of a more difficult one to always kind of get your head around is that their ignorance of the law is no excuse. That despite the fact that you don't know the law, perhaps, you don't know the teachings doesn't mean you've not had opportunities to explore them, to try them, to be intellectually honest, to think critically about what is going on in your life, to apply a different standard of look, how you look at it, what it is that you're experiencing. Again, this goes back to the master's teachings are practical. They give you an avenue, they give you keys to understanding your psychology so that you don't have to make these mistakes. You don't have to go down a blind alley or get locked into an educational system or process that is so limited that it doesn't give you any of the truth or much of the truth to hang on to. You know, it's like the people that say, well, I don't believe in God because look at this, what's going on the planet. How can God allow these things to happen? Yeah. Well, God honors free will. He didn't stop Hitler, did he? Because it was the free will and it had to be the free will of the, the good people of God on this planet saying, no, we will not allow this to continue. And so, again, we must look to ourselves. And Mrs. Prof talked about, you know, we don't even, we can't even see the great central sun where we came from, you know. So yeah. we don't want to get into self-condemnation, say, oh, I've done all these terrible things. I can't even see the great central sun, you know. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. Again, the practicality. Hey, wait, I suddenly know I can't see the great central sun anymore. I'm going to do something about that. Yeah, I'm going to turn my, well, you know, and that, that, that's the, uh, again, we were talking about this a long time ago about conversion. 
conversion is the point where you turn around and come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going away from the light. You're going away into density. Suddenly, whatever, by God's grace, you go, wait a minute, I got to I gotta turn around, yeah. you know, and then you're coming back again towards the sun and the light continues to increase the closer you get. So it's, 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 it's giving you the impetus to continue. And not to look and say, oh man, that's a long way to go. Whoa. You know, that God doesn't do that to you. So take that first step, take the second step. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the whole analogy. And I, I, you know, again, the one quote from El Mori, which always meant so much to me, you only have to get up one more time than you fall down to make <laughs> your ascension. Yeah. You know, one of the words, by the way, that is part of what we live is ritual. And we heard Mrs. Prophet refer to ritual a couple of different ways in this last lecture excerpt that we heard. And I was kind of two things. One was a quote that was the ritual is the great design of our lawgiver, our father and of our leader that it's through the ritual that we get to where we're going. It isn't happenstance, it isn't accidental. There's a purpose and a process and a pathway that can be ritualized. And I think that when we talk about practicality, the teachings of the Ascended Masters ritualize practicality, hmm. if that's not too far of a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a too far a stretch. And I think, you know, it's like anything else. If, if you stop practicing something, you lose the ability to do it, right? And so we don't just hear the teachings of the Sunday Master say, okay, I'm done. I heard the teachings. I understand them intellectually. I'm ready to move on. We have to make them a practical reality of our day-to-day life. You know, you, you, uh, Paul says, I die daily. And hopefully your human consciousness is dying daily. We ascend daily, too, by yeah. the steps we take. So that's the key is to, to bring it down to a manageable size, daily increments of service to the light, of balancing karma, of helping others. And the days will take care of the months, the months will take care of the years. Et cetera. And before you know it, by God's grace, we'll be home. Well, I think one of the points I wanted to make, and I'm just reminded of it now, is that in terms of the ritual and ritualizing practicality, is that ritual means the process by which we go through our karma and to transmute it thereby returning to the proximity of the great central sun. It's all part of the same warp and weave there's a way home. There's God, a way God home. will show you the next step. You know, the the beauty of knowing uh, the, the details of being on the path is that when you have burdens in your life, uh, cancer, for instance, when you have knowledge of the path, you know that there are things you can do. You have an understanding. Okay, this is this is my karma. Maybe I, if I do some violet flame, maybe I can take an edge off of this. Maybe not. But it is my karma. And, and there's a joy that comes yeah. with it. You can be joyful with your burdens, you know. You, you know, you remember a show um, maybe a month or so ago where Mrs. Prophet said, forget about your healing. Focus on the light. Yeah. Because one will take care of the other. That the, the healing you are calling for is basically the transmutation of the karma that led to that. But, but even as you take advantage of those things of the world to deal with that karma. Absolutely. I mean, you've got to be present with it yeah. to make the best use of it. Otherwise, it comes back again. You know what? And, and there may be a, a physical solution on this planet as an act of mercy so that you can escape that karma. But I think that, yeah, and I, I agree with that. And I think the point again is that this is how, by becoming the light that we want others to follow, this is one of the ways in which we can exhibit that. If we're dealing with something karmically, how do we handle it? Yeah. The kindness, the grace, the gratitude, the joy, the mercy, the forgiveness, all those things that we know the violet flame gives us. It's right there for us to use. 
Should I tell them where we are? No, let's make it be a deep, dark secret. <laughs> we, we, are at, we are at webradio at tsl.org. We are? Webradio at, t, at tsl.org. One more time, Jerry. Webradio at tsl.org. <laughs> thank you. Sorry to give you a hard time. I mean, I just want to say thank you again for all you listening to this, both you know in the real, real time, real live stream, and also in the archives, because this is important to us. We trust that because you're listening, it's important to you. We're all part of the same process. We're all striving to get closer to the light, to become one with God, and to ascend. So I want to say that though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Talk to you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.